Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. I am in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. Not joined this week by my furry co-host Slade. Uh, he is doing his other job, his most important job that I tell him all the time, protecting mama. So, can't complain about him listening. Nonetheless, here to give you guys a little food for thought for this week. So, this week, and I did a little bit of traveling, I went upstate for a couple of days, and uh, I was not the one driving, so I spent you know, a bit of time on social media. And it's funny, I seem to come across a similar sentiment in clip after clip after clip that I was seeing. And it was funny, it was from a variety of different speakers, Mike Tyson, uh, David Goggins, a few speakers I didn't recognize, you know, a couple other figures that people might know, might not. Um, but the overwhelming sentiment that I was seeing was about the idea that feelings should never factor in to our choice to our choices and our actions and it was an interesting thought it was an interesting thought because as human beings we can't help but feel feeling is why we do most of what we do think about it why do you shift a little bit on the couch because it feels better right feeling is what motivates the vast majority of our choices but the big difference between feelings and motivation or discipline i should say is that discipline doesn't care how you feel right? and that's kind of what i want to get to today because there are a great many decisions that we make on a daily basis not based on feeling at all there's certain decisions that we make because they're what we have to do right we have to rely on our self-discipline for them and that is certainly the case for the majority of the important decisions in our life Right? Think about it this way. Right? I'll give you guys a very simple, very silly example. I, I use this example with kids all the time. Right? I'll ask them, your mom and dad, do they all love what they do? They all love their jobs? And most kids will say, yeah, because most people work jobs they enjoy most, I would, I would hope anyway. Or at least they tell their kids that they like them. That's the, that, that's the important message. And then I say, okay, well, do you think mom and dad wake up every single morning excited? Yes, I can't wait to go to work today. No, of course not. That's unrealistic. Instead of waking up every morning thinking that, instead, they do the opposite. Instead, what happens is every morning, they, uh, they wake up and they have a little voice in their head. Oh, gotta go to work. Gotta go to work. Not should I go to work, but gotta go to work. 
right? And they get themselves up and they get themselves moving and they get themselves prepared depending on the time of day. Maybe they get the kids prepared for school as well. And they do what they need to do in order to make sure that they're going to leave the house on time, the kids are going to leave the house on time, and everybody can get to the things they have to do. And we can we can kind of rationalize that with the things we have to do. The things we have to do, we can discipline ourselves to do it, right? And I mean, there, there are certain things that you don't really have much of a choice in, right? You have to go to bed because you're falling asleep on the couch, you have to go to bed, right? You have to eat, you're starving, you got to eat. Right? You have to go use the bathroom because you have to. Right? There, there isn't choice in a lot of these things. The problem comes when we take things that we should view as have to and we view them differently. And as soon as we view them differently, that's when feelings matter. I'll give you an example. Right? The simplest example and one that most pertains to what we talk about often is our training in martial arts. Right? One of the things that happens very frequently to human beings is they have that off lazy day. Maybe they got a little bit of a headache. Maybe they didn't sleep that good the night before. They're feeling a little off, you know, not, not like they're feeling terrible, not like they're sick. They're just like, you know, I'm at like 80% out of 100, 70% out of 100. I'm not a 20%. I'm not like I have the flu and I need to curl up in a ball. And that is what it is. But exactly the opposite. The you know, I'm, I'm sitting here at like 70, 80%. And I just, I don't have my A game. I don't have my fastball, as they say in baseball. And I know that. So because of that, you know what? I'm not going to go train tonight. I'm not going to go exercise. I'm not going to go do what I have to do, take my classes, whatever. And that mis- that right there is taking something that should be a have to and changing it into a, into a choice, right? Because realistically, as human beings, we have a duty to do certain things. Whether we look at them all as duty or not, that that I can't that I can't tell you. But I can tell you there's certain things we should view as duty that we don't always view as duty. And one of them is the care of our body. One of them is exercise and nutrition, right? We don't think of that as as a get to, or rather as a have to. We often think about it as a get to. We put it uh, we put it on the secondary tier of things that we take care of in our life. We look at like our, our, our job and our families and our home and our kids and all these things are priorities. And I don't disagree with those things being priorities. However, in order for you to properly be the best at each of those jobs, you have to be the best you. It's, it's impossible to do those jobs not being your best you, right? I'll go back to the flu example for a second. If you have the flu one week, if one week you get the flu, are you the best worker at your job? Are you the best father, the best taker, take care, best guy taking care of your house and doing maintenance? Like all that kind of stuff. It kind of falls by the wayside when you're, when you're not feeling at your best, when something like the flu derailed you. Okay, you're a human being. You're allowed to have that happen. But right? Because it's the flu. It's a, that's a good reason to be, to be not doing a lot of those things. But now take, take that and realize what ex- exercise and taking care of your body and just overall health and wellness does. Because so many people th- hear me talk about exercise and, and you know nutrition and all that. And they think about like strict nutrition and like super crazy dieting. And like, I have to be a sick, have a six pack or I'm not healthy. No, 
no, no, no, no. See, like, there's a big difference between elite athlete, elite fitness, and normal everyday human being, health and wellness. And those differences are are extraordinary, right? Think about it. You, right? We're gonna have flex fights this Saturday, and you're gonna see some guys that are gonna get into the cage, and they're gonna be at that peak athlete conditioning. And that peak athlete conditioning, it's not sustainable. They're not doing that 365 days a year. They don't look like that 365 days a year. They look like that a good portion of the time, but they're not looking like that every single day. They're not eating that perfect way. They're not hydrating that perfect way. They're not doing the zero cheat mentality for the entire, for their entire life. They don't do it. They're human, right? But there's such a thing as being the healthiest, the most in shape dad, when you bring your kids to play their little league baseball, you look around and you see what a lot of the average American, the average dad looks like. And it's, it's kind of a little scary sometimes that people, they take their health and they take their wellness and they put it so low on the list of things that are their responsibilities that their ability to do all of their have-to jobs is greatly diminished, but they just don't realize it. They don't realize how much they've diminished their capacity just by taking their health and wellness and putting it on the back burner. A few weeks ago, Sensei Stein was on was on the podcast with me and we were talking about the 90 day challenge. And he was talking about having the energy to keep up with his young son. And the, the thing is so many parents, the second they have a kid, yes, they do exactly the right thing. They prioritize their child. You have to, right? They're, they're an infant. They cannot take care of themselves a hundred percent. But where people, where I find people get through the infant stages, the best, and this is my observation, of course, with all the people I've dealt with through the years, is people who still find a way to take care of themselves. Yeah, that baby's not sleeping through the night, that's fine. But they're still finding a way to get six hours of sleep somewhere in the day. Whether, you know, they're doing three hours with the baby and then three hours, right? Whatever they have to do, they're still exercising, they're still eating properly, they're still keeping healthy habits, despite the fact that they have this infant in the house. Those are the people who I, te- I see tend to bounce back the best. Now, am I talking about that person is, is elite fitness level? Am I talking about that person is exercising, you know, four hours, an hour a day every day? No, they're finding a way to exercise. Even if it's something as simple as, you know what, I'm going to take the baby and I'm just going to hold the baby and I know the baby likes to get rocked. So I'm just going to like kind of walk around and rock the baby and I'm going to walk 18,000 laps in my living room, which is not like the super intense exercise, but you're still not just sitting on the couch or laying in the bed with the baby all day, every day. They still found a way to get in the 10,000 steps that we know are super healthy. They're still finding a way to get their, their heart rate elevated a little bit. They're finding a way to find some kind of activity in their day. And that's super important. And those people I see, they tend to come out of the infant stages of their child's life in the best physical and mental well-being. Now, the thing is, it's as the child continues to grow that we know that as a parent, role modeling is the biggest thing. If you want your kid to do things or you don't want your kid to do things, you have to behave in a way that mirrors what you want your kid to do. You want your kid to be financially responsible? You have to be financially responsible. You want your kid to not smoke when they're a teenager? You can't smoke. You want them to be able to like, grow up and have a drink at dinner and be okay and not be a mess, you have to be able to be that person. 
if you want them to be healthy and exercise and, and have overall wellness as a priority in their life, you have to role model that. Kids don't do what you tell them. They don't. Trust me, I'm working for them, with them for a long time. Instead, they do what you show them, right? My father has always worked very, very hard for his entire life. Uh, my father's idea of retirement, he's 67 years old. He recently retired, retired. His idea of retirement is he's teaching five classes at a college, right? That's his idea of retirement. He's still working part-time doing his side work as an accountant because he is still a CPA. Oh, and by the way, he's also pursuing his doctorate all at the same time. That's his idea of retirement, right? That's, if that's his idea of retirement, you can imagine what he worked like when I was a child. And people ask me why I work so much, why I'm so tuned into my school at all times, because that's what I saw. That's what I learned. I don't know how to be different because I never saw different, right? There's a reason that when, when you grow up and you find the person who you marry eventually, you find someone who has qualities that are so similar to people in your family, things that you know, right? Like it's funny, my cousin, his parents were yellers. They always communicated by yelling. And, it, what, and I don't mean they were always yelling negatively at each other. Sometimes they were. But they weren't always yelling negative at each other. But they didn't speak to each other in conversational tones. right? They yelled all the time. <laughs> That's just who they were. Now, he's married. He has two beautiful children. They're wonderful. I love them to death. I'm one of their favorite people in the world. Him and his wife, they yell at each other. It's what they know. It's what they know. They're among the happiest couples I know. But they yell at each other because that's what they know. That's their normal. That's what they learned, and that's what they role model. Well, similarly, if you're a parent and you're saying to yourself, I, you know, I want my kid to grow up and I want them to prioritize health and wellness. I want them to think about being in shape. I don't want my kid to carry around 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or more pounds of extra body fat. I, you know, I don't need them to be a marathon runner or like a sprinter shredded. I don't need them like that, but I want them to be healthy and I want them to think about health. You have to do it first. You have to do first. You have a duty to take care of yourself. You do. You have a duty. And we think about that sometimes as selfish. And I've mentioned this, this prospect in the past that people think it's selfish to take care of yourself. But I'm going to go back to those same jobs I listed off earlier. Parent, spouse, caretaker of a home, employee, all those other things that you are, all those people that you are responsible to. Your duty to take care of yourself in terms of health and wellness is not really to yourself. Yes, it is to yourself. Don't get me wrong. You're going to get the most direct benefit from taking care of yourself. You're the one who's going to have better health and vitality. You're the one who's going to need to go to the doctor less, who's going to need to be on less medication. You're the person who's going to have the energy to play with their kids. All of these things, you're going to perform better. You're going to be the person able to perform better at work. You're going to handle stress better. You're going to do all these things better. And yes, you reap the direct benefits. But don't your kids reap benefits too? If you have more energy for your kids every single day, don't you take care? Don't you do your job of taking care of them better? Aren't you a better parent when you take better care of you? I mean, I've had it in my school so many times where I have parents who train, who take classes themselves, and something happens. They get sick, you know, they, they hurt themselves, something. And they got to be out for a couple of weeks, a month, something like that. And they, they start to feel like, man, Sensei, it's been three weeks and I feel like a different person. I feel like I'm not as good of a parent or they just don't feel it themselves. They don't feel right. And the reason they don't feel right is they got into one routine and that routine was taking care of themselves and they handled stress better. 
they handled all, all these things better, right? They everything that was thrown their way with their kids and everything else got handled better. But why? Because they were they they were taking care of themselves better, and now they're not. And now because they're not taking care of themselves better, their ability to be a better parent, man, oh man, it is diminished greatly. Now, really, is is it greatly? No, it's just noticeable. Because when you are one way, and then you wind up another way, people notice, right? I don't know about you guys, I have people in my circle who are perpetually upbeat, who are always positive, who are always super excited, and then one day you see them and you're like, something's not quite right there. Now, if that person's excitement and their enthusiasm and their happiness is normally at a 10 and now they're at a 7, are we like, oh my God, this is the worst person ever? No, but we notice the difference. We see uh, that, that, that three points is big. We notice it. Similarly, right? It was funny. I'll give you an example of something that happened. A few months ago, uh, we were doing some things in my normal training days. We were working on things for our, our biannual tournament. So our, the physical part of our training was much lessened, and we were talking much more about the logistics of, of running the tournament properly and all that. So, so a lot of my training for a couple of weeks kind of got derailed. And then other stuff happened where some of my other days I go and train got messed up. And I went like two weeks where I was attending classes, but it wasn't like the physical training that I'm used to. And Mrs. Sensei looks at me by like the, by like the Wednesday of that following week, and she's like, what's up with you? And I was like, I haven't, I haven't done, like she kept during that time, it was beautiful. And she's like, listen, we don't have any, this many more beautiful days for real winter gets here. Make sure you're taking the dogs on walks. Like that's gotta be your fitness to the dogs on walks. And I had, I had to explain to her like, listen, that's nice. And I like to do it. And you know, one of the dogs I can run with for a while, but not the other, uh, slave my co-host, I can run with him. But I'm like, that's not for me. Like that, that doesn't do it. That doesn't scratch this this itch. You know, I still, while I'm walking them, can be answering emails and text messages, and I'm still thinking about things for the day. I need something where I can detach for an hour. I need to be able to go on the mat for an hour or more and just like put my phone in my bag and I don't see it again until class is over. And I don't really care about anything else. All that's focused, all I'm focused on for that little while is that time. And it sounds selfish that I need those couple of hours a week for me. And I need to do it. But if I want to be a better sensei and I want to be a better husband and I want to be a better everything else that I am, I have to do that. Because that's that's how I've conditioned my body. That's I know my body's at its best when I'm that way. While I was away, I dropped in. I did a, a couple of classes at a, a local school as I was upstate. And I was driving away from the school on Saturday after just rolling, rolling some jiu-jitsu for an hour. And I, I, I'm in my car driving. And I'm looking around and it's a, it's a snowy day. It's crummy out. It's gray. The roads are all slushy and I'm driving. I'm looking at the road and I got this big, stupid smile on my face. I'm like, I feel so good. I feel so good because I feel like me. I'm me. I'm the best version of me when I did my duty, when I did what I am supposed to do. And what I am supposed to do, it's my responsibility to take care of me. Because when I take care of me, then all the other people I take care of, my wife, all my employees, all my students, all of my extended family, my dogs, my home, my school, everything, all those things that I take care of when I do the duty to take care of myself, I do it all better. I do it all much better. There are some times where I'm dealing with some kind of puzzle, some parent I don't know how to deal with, some kid that, that's offering me a riddle I can't quite get to the bottom of, whatever. And 
the most, the thing that I've always done that has always worked the best for me is I go and I train. Either I take the dog that I can run with and I run because when I run, I can't, I can't be on my phone or anything like that, right? I go and I hit the bag for a little while. I, I, I go and I, I take a jujitsu class or something. I do something where I have to detach for a little while. And when I, when I take all that stuff that I'm carrying and I put it down for a little while and I take care of me for a little while, when I come back, that load that I was carrying, it's so much lighter. And those puzzle pieces that I, I, I just couldn't get them to go together, all of a sudden they mesh really, really nicely when I take care of myself. So the thought process I want you to take out of this week's class, or this week's uh, podcast, I should say, class, this week's podcast is the duty that you have to take care of yourself. Taking care of yourself, it's not a job, it's not a choice, it's not something to put on the back burner. It is your greatest duty as a human being, your greatest. Because everybody else who you influence in your life, every job that you do, every person you interact with, everything in your day is better when you are the best version of yourself. So if at first you feel selfish for saying, I have to take the time for myself. If at first you have to feel that way, if that's who you are as a person, because some people are like that, that and they, have, they feel like that's the way. Okay, then what you do is, is you start thinking about it the other way. I have to do this for my kids. I have to take care of me so I'm around for my kids for a really long time so I have energy to be with them all the time. And on top of all that, I know I'm going to be in a better mental state for my kids when I take care of me. Plus, more important than anything else, I want a role model for them what I want them to repeat. I, I loved when my nephew was here that he saw me train. That was so important to me because he had to know that like this is just what it, this, I hate to put it in, in, in a gender specific way, but like he's a he's a young man and he's like, oh, this is what a grown man does. A grown man still exercises, still trains his martial arts. You can be doing martial arts for as long as my uncle and you still train, right? You still exercise, you still challenge yourself, you still push yourself. You still take yourself out of your comfort zone. That's what you do. That's your duty. And, and I had a hard time. He had a hard time wrapping his head around that. Like, why, why are you that way? And, I was, and it was funny. I, I would just tell him, like, this is who I am. Like, this, this, is, this is what you do. Strong people, they challenge themselves. They, this, it, they have to always try to be better. They have to always try to be stronger physically and mentally. And, you know, I don't care about, like, since they sign on, we're talking about it. It's not the big muscles or looking great in a t-shirt that matters. It's feeling good. It's having the energy. It's feeling strong. All that is, is important. And what it does for my mindset, more important than any of it. So this week, it's funny, we got some gray and rainy weather to start out this week. A little snow too. I want you guys to make sure you're doing your duty. Take care of you. Put your, put the, put your health and wellness at the top of your list because it is your greatest job. Do it, do that better and you will do everything else better. I guarantee you. Let it fall to the wayside and so will the quality of everything else that you do. That's why you have to be the priority. Do it and you'll do everything else better. I promise you that. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at sensei underscore leonelli. You can find me on Facebook. I'm sensei james leonelli. You can go to my link tree to find everywhere that I'm on the, in the internet, linktr.ee slash senseileonelli, S-E-N-S-E-I-L-E, O-N-E-L-L-I. 
That's also where you can get all the information for flex fights because we have another card again this Saturday, an awesome card. At current, we have like 20 fights. So go to flexfights.com, get tickets, get pay-per-view information. Trust me, it's going to be awesome. You can find out more about my school online at tskSmithtown.com. Pardon me. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. We are on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Make sure that you guys subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure that you guys leave a rate and a review. It just helps. Most important thing you can do for me though, guys, please make sure that you guys share the podcast. The more that you share it, the more people that are listening, the happier camper I am. Other than that, my friends, again, Linktree is where you can find me everywhere on the internet. Like I've mentioned last week, sponsorship opportunities are available. If, like, if you're interested, you can contact me right through my Linktree. Other than that, my friends, until next week, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.